0: Welcome to the Gooch episode four. Thank you for joining us on this lovely day. I uh, hope you guys had a good week. Got uh, got a little uh, darker conversation to go on today. Uh, you know, uh, just as kind of a, a fun assignment, I guess. Uh, before this podcast, we kind of got together and said, "Hey, we we can't be so random. We need to we need to focus in on some points." <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I I totally agreed with that. And the one thing I really wanted to discuss this week is the whole MKUltra and, you know, big government and big corporations, you know, and what they can do when, uh, when, you know, the, the fourth estate or the fifth estate kind of looks the other way for a bit. Yeah. You well, know?
1: Especially when oversight is, is hardly a thing. When you're, when you're supposed to be the overseer and you fail miserably at your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess we can kind of jump into it if you want to give some background on the MK Ultra. I know I hadn't looked too much into it until you brought it up, and yeah, I've kind yeah, of no, just like, blown my uh, mind over the last few days looking yeah, into it. Yeah, and I
0: feel bad for you. You're probably <laughs> picking up pieces of yourself just wondering, like, when, when, how did this... Well, basically, like, this is just from what I know. Now, I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I'll try to keep it as such. Essentially, uh, after the uh, Second World War... Uh, there was basically two major superpowers on the uh, on the planet, the USSR and the United States of America. And uh, there was several proxy wars that happened during the uh, Cold War. Uh, the major one being obviously Vietnam, uh, Korea, uh, you know those those conflicts. Uh, yeah. Afghanistan, you could argue as well. Uh, yeah, we uh, we basically. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> no. But uh, the, the 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 first one that really kind of occurred was the uh, Korean War, and what happened was you had all these uh, you know young kids whose fathers uh, whose parents served in the Second World War, and uh, they were really kind of chasing that uh, that glory. You know that uh, that got a lot of people to sign in and sign up and volunteer to uh, fight in the Korean conflict. Uh, and it was uh it was a nato uh conflict too, so there was Canadians there was Americans there was you know uh, basically any uh, nato ally versus uh the north koreans and uh what happened is people started coming back after serving you know their uh, their draft and uh, they had uh, tremendous sympathy they were finding for the uh the Korean uh, adversary and You know, rather than the government looking at itself and saying, well, we just sent these boys over to kill other boys, (laughs) and we really didn't give them any, you know, preface as to why they're there. You know, it wasn't like World War II where, you know, these guys were murdering people by the millions. There was a lot of propaganda. There was a lot of reason for that to stop it was more just oh this is a proxy war we have to fight because we want less communist countries on the planet and yeah the, the the bulk returning uh the bulk majority of returning soldiers uh had sympathy for the men they killed which is human and the government looked at that and said no no they must be uh they must be brainwashing our troops um the concept
2: uh, of, like, making, like, a super soldier almost. Well, yeah, yeah. like, the, uh, <clears throat> the
0: the whole idea was it's impossible that these soldiers could, you know, volunteer and go fight for their country and then come back and have sympathy for these communist bastards, right? Yeah, like, how weird. The, the, the rhetoric, like, under 1950s America, like, especially under uh, McCarthyism, like, I'd love to touch on that today, too, but it was very anti-red, very anti-communist, and then you had these guys who literally fought the enemy coming back home and saying it's kind of fucked up, you know? I kind of get that, you know? Uh, yeah, kind of, well, what's, what's the matter with communism? Like, questioning, right? Yeah. Uh, so essentially, the CIA got together and said, these men must have been brainwashed. There must be a chemical or a process or, uh, you know, a scientific process we could create that would, uh, you know, brainwash men. And obviously, uh, they couldn't go to Congress and say, hey, we want money and funding for this. So the CIA being what it was, uh, basically its own executive authority, which it still is to this day. I mean, there's, there's nothing that can really stop the CIA from doing whatever the fuck it wants. Uh, but uh, this is probably one of the major examples, is they started this program called MKUltra. And uh, it was a program that was basically designed to discover uh, which chemicals or processes or scientific uh, processes could be used in order to control the human mind, break the human spirit, and do all this other stuff, right? Uh, so what uh, the CIA did is they partnered with the Canadian government uh, for a portion of this, and uh, they, uh, they set up uh, in, a I, be, I believe, a Quebec or Montreal hospital. Yeah, it was Montreal. Yeah. So yeah. it
1: was actually part of McGill University. It was their yeah. on-campus hospital. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, they, they set that up and started basically taking... Uh, military men down in the States. Uh they, they, they got a lot of military volunteers under false pretenses. Uh they took a lot of uh civilians population uh you know from uh, a variety of American and Canadian pools and uh yeah, just uh it's just shocking that even to this day they're still issuing gag orders and things like that uh to uh basically stop this uh from being really talked about. Yeah. But today,
2: we're going to break that and talk about it here. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I guess my my side will always be more on the Canadian side. I tend to not look too much outside of Canada. Fair enough. I mean, I, I have some knowledge of things outside, but...
2: See, and that's refreshing because you don't hear a lot about that, so...
1: Yeah, I think well, yeah. I mean, I find that the Canadian stuff, the Canadian government gets away with so much stuff because of how big of a marketing machine we have beneath us, and how connected our entertainment industries are. So a lot of the time, we can kind of just be hush hush and go, "Ha, look at the U.S. and all their problems." And I think that you'll see on like a lot of social media these days, especially on TikTok, where it's video based, you're gonna have there's like huge movements talking about how there's there's a a lot of you know latent racism in canada and issues revolve uh, uh surrounding that in canada that's just not talked about <laughs> but yeah in the canadian background with the cia there i looked into that that doctor so his, his name is dr ewan cameron and what he called it was uh deprogramming and if you if you youtube like a simple youtube of uh of dr ewan cameron or the deprogramming you'll find some like fifth estate videos those things are Pretty darn in-depth. You can find some other ones where there were interviews taken after the fact with a lot of the victims. I think the craziest thing through all of that was the fact that there was more or less like tacit government approval of what was happening. Because when it comes to mental health, uh, a lot of the time we just defer our opinion to people we consider to be experts. So if you have the the prefix doctor uh, before your name, all of a sudden you're considered to be above ethical understanding. So, Oh, you just don't understand what we're doing here, but I promise it's ethical kind of thing. And yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: like the, the worst thing I saw was in his program, most of the people that were going through there were either off the street or women uh, that were going through postpartum depression. So, Like, we've we've talked at length the failing of basically all systems in how they deal with women, Um, and this is just kind of another example. And you can get videos of, like, the victims that have survived it, including one of the women who went through the deprogramming. That was probably the worst thing to see was how she explains what... So, for people who don't (laughs) know and haven't looked into this, like, I I unfortunately had to in the last few days. Um, (laughs) So, deprogramming was a series of, of... intensive highly intensive electroshock therapy often done while the patient is forced into a coma through a drug-induced coma so these comas would last anywhere from 12 to 40 days sometimes they would go out Jesus to 60 Christ. days yep. yeah and the the electroshock therapy that was approved at the time because it was approved for anxiety was once uh one, one time daily uh, per week <laughs> um at a maximum and so they were doing three times me. daily in some cases yeah and the goal of dr cameron was actually to shock them until they no longer convulsed which is just the most insane thing ever but basically to yeah to show that the electrical waves no longer like function in their body of some sort I, i'm not i'm not entirely sure what he thought he was going to get from that but the weird thing was the effect like they could actually effectively wipe people's memories of those occurrences, which is probably good. You probably saved a lot of people some some very real trauma now, but I'm not
0: going to say <laughs> anything else about
1: that. I'm yeah, just saying that yeah. the fact that those people don't remember is probably beneficial to them oh, considering yeah. all yeah. of the shit that uh, they uh, went
0: through. absolutely. I mean uh, I wouldn't want to remember having to basically relearn everything though that's yeah, that's thank the, god but... that's that's the that's the thing I mean like what 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 gave anybody the authority to do that to anybody this is why i'd love to like talk to you about this especially tristan is because like the legal loopholes that they've gone through yeah. in order to both keep this quiet and even commit these acts that's kind of what i want to shine a light on like what yeah. what what legal trickery uh, was used how can we stop that from happening again because all that's going to happen i mean like we've discussed on this uh this channel quite a bit is it's not so much government doing shit like this anymore it's big industry yeah right like now how how big industry operates can you can you can always look at previous examples on how government operated right yeah. uh, i would argue they use that the like, same legal basis to commit oh, 100%. These atrocities. So, yeah, right.
2: and speaking on that i just so happen to look down at some of these notes on the mk ultra and there's there's one called operation midnight climax and i just read a little snippet here <laughs> and it's literally the cia uh hired prostitutes to lure men to like cia safe houses and they just dose
0: them yep with a ton of lsd Oh yeah. they kept a guy on lsd i think it was for 77 days or something yeah. 77 days
1: yeah somewhere i think it was either 72 or 77 but you're right it's yeah. in the 70s either way but
0: that imagine like that's more than insane.
1: reality doesn't exist at that point like
0: two and a half months yeah on yeah. an lsd
1: trip yeah and that was that was cia <laughs> hiring
2: prostitutes to do that so if that's what a government organization considers ethical
1: well this is also on on our own land right and in some cases like the cia is an american industry and we allowed them to come into montreal to work with a scottish doctor out of (laughs) out of a university-based medical center like we're talking like just the most obscure lines that are blurred everywhere but i think that the the premise that underlies what the government did here and the janky shit that happens is when it comes to mental health you're you're no longer seen... At, if if you say that you have an issue related to mental health, you're basically acknowledging to the government you're less than whole. If you're less than whole, then you're less than a, a full person in the eyes of the law. Oh, my And goodness. so you don't get your full rights. So, like, when we had kind of touched on the the whole Britney uh, Spears-Justin uh, Timberlake thing a few episodes ago, and we yeah, just yeah, yeah. lightly brushed over it, that, that, to me, would be a very real-world example, like a very modern-day example of how someone who expressed, like, a very isolated mental health issue can get completely abused because she's been under conservatorship for over a decade now because she had what a lot of people are, were saying was postpartum, but either way, like a really, really bad anxiety attack. She made mm-hmm. it so that she has to, she makes no decisions. She makes no legal decisions. She can't sign off on any document, She gets no access to any of her funds. She can't make any purchase decisions, nothing like that. Her no father kidding. who was mo- not estranged, but not really in her life uh, growing up, has to make all those decisions because he applied for it, so it wasn't even court-appointed. She's complained about it multiple times. Um, her lawyer was denied access to the information that they used to keep her under this. That's never been used to keep a person under the like who wasn't suffering from dementia um, in this way. And she's been working on Vegas f- ever since. So it's not like she's not working full time at all times. So this is someone who is clearly functioning fine. But that's what I mean is like a declaration of incompetence. You're you're fucked. If you are seen as less than by a government body, you can be used at all times. And I do ma- mean not just mental health, right? Like the U.S. is significantly worse for this, but Canada uh, also looks at prisoners as less than whole, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, our license plates are made are made by prisoners, and uh, still. Uh, well, actually, maybe not. But I know I, I could be working on old information there. But yeah. I know, but I do know in the U.S. they have a lot of labor circumvention when it comes to prisons, especially oh, yeah, as they, they shifted towards they privatized prisons. Shit. And
0: yeah. the, the, the big issue with how they're doing that down in the states. I, I mean, I, I do kind of want to stick on the whole MK Ultra topic. Hundred percent. Sorry, uh, but no, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, like the, one of the big issues down in the states right now, just with how they have uh, their prison system set up. Is they basically need this slave labor they're getting from the prison uh, from the prisoners to uh, maintain the prison itself, right? So basically, they'll whore these prisoners out to work these like grueling labor jobs. Yeah, Uh, they'll pay them dollar two dollars a day for their labor, and then they'll charge these guys for soap. Yeah, and you know a bar of soap will be like two bucks. So here's the thing: like if it's a coronavirus you know and these people aren't allowed to be subjected to cruel and unusual punishment you know there, there's a legal argument there that these people should be entitled to things that they weren't before so in canada and we have also, that as that b- block but in the states yeah. there's been a hard oh yeah the block states don't have ha- well yeah but they they, they didn't even give <laughs>
1: voting rights to prisoners no, right dude, which is yeah. like i can understand a lot of people who would call themselves conservatives would question why we would want voting rights for prisoners i can understand that at the outset but you got to remember, these people are going back into society. A large portion of the people in prison were in there for nonviolent crimes, right? True. So a lot of these things were related to, like, prior to cannabis being legalized, there was a there was a long-standing issue in the United States, especially with with over uh, well, policing of cannabis because it happened to be more uh, more representative in yeah. black communities, and so you you have kind of this this issue where. It, you need participation politically from the people who have been left behind by the political system, right? Yeah. Because they, while they, they might have some shitty things to add, they'll always have a different viewpoint from which to see the system.
0: That's, that's exactly true. I mean, if you look at a guy that might be in for tax crimes, you know, like he didn't really hurt anybody other than the system itself, you could argue. Uh, but, you know, why is his voice all of a sudden not as valid as somebody that's paid their taxes, you know? Yeah. Like that, that, that to me is just like, yeah. Well, enough. and if
1: that was the case, then our, our, the former president probably wouldn't have qualified to be able to talk to anybody at any point in time. <laughs> I don't know about you, yeah, but I've no. spent more than 500 bucks on fucking taxes and I don't have my name plastered 750,
0: on the side. He prepaid a lot of his taxes. Oh, I prepaid. I prepaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> prepaid oh, yeah. for years. Yeah. Fucking sense.
1: But, anyways, back onto the MKL troy. Like just, Kind of the Canadian standpoint of mental health has always been that you if you're less than, then you are quite literally less than not Mm -hmm. to look after you, but rather to push you to the side. I think a lot of people even during this pandemic are seeing that because there have been people with mental health issues related to, let's say, like extreme anxiety for a long time, who have been looking for accommodation (laughs) from their jobs and could never get it they could never get it they would get fired because they couldn't show up on time they could have they could have hit 100 percent of all of their uh their metrics that they needed to hit from the business but because they had you know 15 20 30 sick days uh they they can get it turfed on those grounds and now what we're seeing is because the need is uh not just with the few but with the many all these businesses are suddenly finding a way to accommodate all these people and so it's it's again it's once you if you're part of the fringe and it's a mental health thing in Canada, they don't give a fuck.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no kidding. No, I I always find that uh like the the government will look at mental health and they'll blame a lot of, you know, systemic issues. Like if you look at the Americans the second amendment's a big big touching point on that because they'll just say, "So, you want oh, you well, want to
2: just turn your mic a little bit back into you? Like just the mic itself, you can just turn it. Turn it. I'm oh, not sure much. Oh, no. Back a little bit. There you go. Just okay. so that ratings in front of
0: you. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no um what, what were we uh what was I just saying there? Sorry. Uh uh the mental
1: health was what we were on, but I Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, uh a lot of the times when you look at a government, they'll, they'll they'll blame mental health on a lot of issues that aren't really mental health related. And I yeah. think that, you know, there the mental health is a definitely a big point in MK Ultra because you know, you look at how just society as itself just doesn't really give a shit about people with mental health issues. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, it's kind of also allowed society to write off a lot of its problems as, oh, it's just mental health. Well, no, you know, there was a lot more that went into, you know, the government being able to literally take people off the streets and brainwash them than just, you know, veiling it in, okay, well, these people were mentally ill. And that's really all the government's trying to do. And with all these gag orders, and this is another thing I really wanted to talk about today, um, NDAs, because I think that they should not really be illegal, in my Uh, opinion. I agree, which is
1: probably going to be a unique stance for someone who's gone through all that. Like, I've gone through the legal reasons for having NDAs, And while I can understand some, there's some validity to some of the arguments I've faced because I I argued very strongly against them in front of lawyers and law profs and fellow students. And some aspect of this ideal of personal privacy leaks into their ability to see things clearly, I find. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the time, people like to think that when you challenge a, a gross overstep, like an NDA, uh, in my opinion, is, uh, what you're doing is actually looking at the micro argument for the individual, and that's just simply not the case, right? And I think that that's the same thing when we talk about a lot of different issues. Um, a lot of people take like a large issue saying something like, oh, yeah, there's systemic racist, uh, racism in Canada, and what you're going to get from a guy in Winnipeg is, well, I'm not a fucking racist. okay. <laughs> Well, take yeah. a deep breath, John. Let's uh, let's listen for a second, because what we're talking about is systemic. You're not a system. You have a system. You're yeah. part of a system, but you are not one. And, and I think that that's kind of just part and parcel of one of the issues of getting the marketing across for what we talk about, right, is because a lot of what we talk about, like what we, we were talking about right, right off the air prior to this was, how funny it is that we agree normally within 15 to 20 minutes into a conversation yeah. on something that on paper we really just should not agree on. But to me, that shows us a couple of things. One, we're not represented in politics and entertainment otherwise by any party in this country. I don't feel represented. I don't think you feel represented. Not so I'm, not not sure. I'm not. I'm not, not the only know. one then. No, no, oh, definitely okay. not. <laughs> and I mean... The, the the reality is is that we all look for the lesser of evils based off of our personal opinions and the problem is is that allows the the evils to really just agree and work together yeah and that's happened so often right like if you're a democrat in the states to not feel let down on a regular basis would just be like impossible in my opinion because everything you've been promised well, gets taken away. a little more leftist center yeah
0: i mean then like if you're a centrist democrat then you know you could be pretty pleased with biden getting in and whatever yeah. but like if you're remotely to the left, you know, you, you're just not heard. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, like I said, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about uh, just how how much of an issue only having two parties is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'll i say it again. I, I really think they should have multiple parties down in the States. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how their whole system was set up to operate. Yeah. You know, uh, when Andrew Jackson created the Democratic Party, that wasn't the only party that could have been created. Nope. You know, but no one's really bothered. It's always been the, the, Re- the Pro- Republicans and the Democrats ever since.
1: Well, and I think, so one of the reasons we're talking about NDA is in relation to the MK Ultra. So yeah. when all of this got leaked, um, so 1980, the 15 years after the program was shut down was the first time a document got leaked. So the CBC ran a huge uh, campaign on it. The you can you can still find the original one from 1980 on yep. YouTube, yep. which is phenomenal. CBC put that up. Uh, they've done like a revisit, and they found like victims and whatnot. But basically, what happened was the um, it was the Trudeau government, not uh, not uh, young, good looking, but Pierre Elliott flipping off BC on a train. Trudeau. Oh, and mm-hmm. so so this Trudeau, uh his government was directly involved in paying off people uh to like paying off the victims of these programs, right? Yeah. Now the problem was is kind of like we found with the whole Stormy Daniels thing <laughs> was was there's always going to be a condition to getting that money and because it was the government was working hand in hand with the hospital and what they were doing was shrouded in secrecy the government was never going to allow those people to win legitimately in court oh, i think yeah. that that one was obvious from the get-go so you have to remember too so the charter didn't get drafted like it it, it first came into force in 82 it's full coming into force yeah. didn't happen until 84 yeah right so trudeau's government also oversaw that And the Charter coming into force. And a lot of the time, it makes me wonder now, ever since I found out when he started signing these NDAs, if this is one of the reasons was to prevent that from happening again. I like to think that there was a good person in office at some point in time in the past, because the Charter is arguably a good document. The fact that it's reactive is just kind of a, a condition of the system that we're in. But it arguably does more than the constitution does in the United States to protect personal freedoms. Very true. So we actually have a heightened level of personal freedoms in Canada. um, And that's a large benefit, but, a few years prior, he's signing these. Uh, he's forcing these these victims of these horrible trials to sign an NDA. So what happens is, with an NDA, is it's a uh, it's short for, a shorthand for non disclosure agreement. Yeah. So when you enter into one, basically what you're doing is you're accepting payment on the condition that you're not going to disclose disclose any information about what happened, what well, was contained sometimes in there's your complaint. No,
0: there's not even a payment to sign an NDA. You know, sometimes they just literally force you to sign it.
1: So. The funny yeah that might be the case in the u s in Canada I, fuck a good a good lawyer even a shitty lawyer should be able to get around that because part of contracts law requires the exchange of consideration so the word consideration is used different in See, law I didn't know this yeah so it's it's used different in law than it is in in regular conversation um so consideration means that there was something that made you consider entering into the contract um and force and pressure can't be that so Uh, for an example, if somebody wanted to reduce your pay, like let's say your employer decided that you're at $25 an hour and I want to get you at $20 an hour, they can't just do that unilaterally, that would be firing you where they then have to pay out your termination pay rehiring you at a new one. Right now if they do that but in exchange on your contract let's say you get four more weeks of vacation that's now considered an exchange of consideration so you can actually do that as a trade okay right but there has to be benefit to both people contracting that's that's kind of part and parcel of like the historical rules of contract is contracts are designed for for both people to, to benefit. And they can't overbear the will of any individual within that. And that's the hardest part about it.
0: So basically, you're saying that the individual basically has the right to take as much money as the government will offer them in order to not talk about something that's affecting a lot more than just them.
1: 100%. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the government can then say, put a penalty clause into the NDA, right, okay. which exceeds the amount of money they paid out to as a way Fair. of forcing you to non-talk yeah right so uh i think that's probably where donald trump failed with story stormy daniels was there was no penalty clause in there because what, what? because it was 125 grand payoff right oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so
0: stormy daniels stormy daniels yeah yeah yeah.
1: so but but, but keep it keeping it in canada right the, the um, the rules of consideration in contract law. <laughs> I know the fact Sorry, that man. there's a sitting, there was a sitting president with ties to prostitution and pee videos is is always well, going like, to be fun.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Kennedy had his sharapoon. You know, like he he was a strange hound that guy. Yeah, but everybody knows that it was and the like, 60s, but it was the 60s, right now. Like, and also he he wasn't like 70 something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, yeah, that's, that's true. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just I, I'm just happy it's quickly becoming a distant memory. Yeah, you know, fair like, enough. Uh, the four years of that, like <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, usually it's the president that ages like eight times as fast yeah i think society did you see before and after pictures of obama you're like that's not even the same guy right right? oh yeah that's his grandpa (laughs) look at it then like but you look at trump he doesn't look a day older it's because we all age that yeah he he was in office those four years we all aged five years a year Uh, you know like that that's 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 my belief man oh yeah
1: but but the yeah i don't i mean 100% i but, uh, i hate bringing it to fucking trump but oh, i thought but it was yeah, just like, like that's such if a good we're example we're talking about
0: ndas you yeah. got to bring up the t dog man oh like, man well that's he what is, he runs off he is of right he's the king of the nda man yeah. like all those people he fucked over when he was building that casino Uh, you know, he, he didn't pay like, uh, he went, he he basically went, he he went bankrupt before the casino was even built. Yeah. It was one of those, uh, I can't remember what state he built it in. It was supposed to be this. It was in Reno. Yeah. There we go. Reno. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he didn't pay all these contractors and, you know, rather than, you know, paying them the full amount, a lot of them, he took aside and said, okay, well, we'll settle for this amount, but you got to sign a NDA. And like, I find that it's, it's not so much the government utilizing NDAs anymore as it is. You know, big business now, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, like, the government's basically left this, you know, legal pathway where you can say, now, okay, if you've done something wrong, whoopsie, yeah. just offer them like an ordinate amount of money, more money than they're ever going to see in their whole life.
1: But it's also going to be a less than you're going to pay to go through the court system. True story. Right, and that's that's really the kicker because that's the incentive for business, right, yeah. and big industry. So. They have the cards close to their chest. They know how much it costs to go through the system. And we kind of touched on this before, where it takes 10 to 15 years. And if you want to enforce a charter law proactively, it will cost you a minimum of a quarter mil. Minimum of a quarter mil to rock through it, right? So like, I've I've drafted a lot of arguments that uh, were ones that I thought would be worthwhile to bring forward and yeah just the simple fact that i don't have a quarter mil kicking around was one of the ones that i like one of the main reasons why i wouldn't pursue any of them other than the fact that i know i'm going to create a massive amount of incredibly powerful enemies that i just i don't have time for
0: but i just do daredevil a bad fuck it <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to go blind first, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but. No, just lose your smell. Like it's just if you get to pick one sense, that, like that fucking take my smell away. I feel like that's going to affect, be affect super... how good food tastes. And
1: as a stoner, I don't really, really want to risk that. True story. But like of all what? the
0: things you could lose, like that's oh. that's probably the one I choose. You know? I mean,
1: if you're going to go in and fighting people at night, touch would be fine. Not feeling pain would be cool. Yeah, until like. Until you have, like, a, a stab wound in your back you didn't see and you're bleeding out and you just didn't notice. Or, like, every morning <laughs> I'll check, like how many teeth
0: you have. You're like, did I lose any yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I'm know. sure there's downsides to it for sure. Uh, I, I absolutely. I, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, I had it on House years ago. There was an episode where this, like, chick couldn't feel pain or anything. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, just like you'd think it would be sweet. And yeah. then you see that episode and just, like, the hell she goes through every day. Like, Jeez. basically she has to check her all of her teeth to make sure none of them chipped or broke. Uh, she oh, yeah, gets, you'd be like,
1: biting your tongue all the time everything well yeah, yeah
0: like you you, you you'd, like especially if you yeah. like grew up with it yeah and not feeling pain ever yeah anyway like uh they, they solve why she can't feel pain and she feels pain and it's 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 a weird show but anyway back on uh, NDAs. well yeah so the, the unique <laughs> thing about ndas
1: is that there is actually a legal solution within canadian law to make them more effective against big industry there is a small sliver of hope. This string has not been pulled on, but it's one that I've thought about and I've talked about with other with other people in okay. the legal community. But basically, part of Canadian contract law, and this is more in Canada than it is in the US, which is, side note, one of the reasons we had a hard time getting the UFC in Canada. So hmm. you are not allowed to contract for harm beyond de minimis. That's the, the official wording. Beyond de minimis is just like a Latin term, beyond minimal harm. So... Um, this was an issue that was at the forefront of I don't know if anybody here listening is a hockey fan, but at the bertuzzi Moore incident, right because oh yeah, because bertuzzi just mugged this motherfucker on the ice, Be- like smoked him from the back of the head, cracked his neck when he landed on him uh, yeah, like yeah, straight up murked a guy on the ice and uh, nice, uh, ended, yeah. ended his career so yeah. bertuzzi, his defense lawyer originally was it's part of the game right it's vengeance on the ice but it's part of the game right and you contracted to play the game (laughs) and if you're going to take a cheap shot at one player another player might take one at you and that's just what you contracted for and in Canada that didn't exactly fly now they did an out-of-court settlement because that I don't think the publicity was going to help the the justice system in Canada so they wanted to keep a lot of that more more hush-hush and under the rug but but yeah, so that principle of not being able to contract for harm beyond a minimus can be extended. So mm-hmm. there's limits within which it can be extended. But if we change the defi- definition in law of harm beyond a minimus to include societal harm, then NDAs are almost instantly evaporated because, from hmm. from the perspective of big industry. Because what they're doing oftentimes is... like paying off a whistleblower that's really what it is right is you're paying off a whistleblower to have the whistle not blown which means that more people will be impacted by this uh by by any of these disclosures like imagine we talked about the ford incident right way back uh, with the pinto yeah imagine that notes found ford got wind of the person before they went to the media and said we'll offer you an nda for it Yeah. Right. Ten more years go by. The Pinto is now, you know, going toe to toe with the the Civic. Let's say in the in the seventies and eighties there, and and people are still dying. But they're like, oh, it must be it must be some other issue. We have no idea what it is. And then the NDA gets leaked, right? Or the fact that somebody had blown the whistle on it, and they signed an NDA. So they can't even disclose what they blew the whistle on. So this memo is now covered by the NDA. They can't talk about it. They can't disclose it to anyone. They can't show it to anyone. They, it, no one can get the evidence. The evidence yeah. is blocked from from societal grasp.
0: But, you know, i I just like to know the statistics of what industry uses NDAs the most, you know, because like yeah. it, it's probably going to be like...
1: Let's see if I can.
0: Yeah, like if if you can find that out, that yeah, would be that would be, be pretty interesting. I but would like... love
1: to know that. I actually never looked into any of the stats on it. Yeah, I mean, like... what you see is you do see a lot of payouts on uh, with, with um, so a lot of it is harassment related. Yeah. So I, I would say more women are covered by NDAs, most likely covered by NDAs in uh, than than any other class, mm-hmm. and and like we seem to have as a common theme, women. <laughs> for for the victim of the narrative that society feels women are more justified than anyone <laughs> in feeling that way because mm-hmm. they are quite literally considered victims or, or treated like victims most of the time but but uh yeah a lot of it is sexual assault sexual harassment um harassment of uh, of any nature that is often done by superior superiors within the industry right and so it's uh a lot of the time it's done to Again, go with the idea that Milton Friedman said of shareholder primacy, because if that CEO, for instance, is quite profitable or making the business quite profitable, they don't, they're not willing to take the financial hit in order to change the culture to be more effective. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they just do these buyouts of these individuals who are going to raise a stink right and that's uh, it, but it's really it's the fact that those those other people have been gagged they've been silenced that really causes the the
0: issues yeah that's the issue i'm talking like uh, the, these ndas are just creating a, uh, a a gap of information yeah and that's that's really like especially when governments utilizing them to basically hide their their dirty work you know yeah. like i don't think government should even be able to get away with anything like that it, every every dollar you send the government should be accounted for yeah. when they do their budget, and then when they're going and doing shady MK Ultra shit, you know, with the U.S. government, and basically the the Canadian population had no say in that. Oh, okay, we're going to work with a NATO ally on information that re- results in uh, the abduction and drugging and brainwashing, literal brainwashing of, you know, uh, multiple different uh, civilian groups. Yeah. And uh, to cover it up or well, the icing on the top, oh, we're going to throw out a whole bunch of uh, gag orders and NDAs. Yeah. And, you know, we, we start looking at industries that utilize the NDA in a similar fashion rather than just coming out and saying, look, this was a mistake, like the, the Boeing MAX yeah. 8. Right. Uh literally had a fatal design flaw where I, I, I believe it would think it was um stalling at a certain altitude. I don't and, I don't uh, know enough about The this computer one. would literally override um the pilot's actions and basically crash it. It was uh huh, a how useful pretty fatal flaw. Yeah. And uh rightfully a lot of um airline companies stopped flying the Max 8. They just said we're grounding grounding Yeah. So mm-hmm. you guys figure this the fuck out. But there was a really interesting um, ex-military. Um, I think he was a flight engineer, or he was uh, he was basically there during the development of the Max Eight, and he's what you consider a whistleblower. Um, he he basically came out and said, "This is not this operation is pushing things too fast. We need to slow down, assess, and then basically Boeing said, okay, shut this guy the fuck up and get yeah. him off the line.'" Yep. Right, so I think they either bought him out or they they fired him, but then uh, he went public with this shit, right? And but, that's but that's kinda, what we need to have happen, that's right? Exactly like exactly even it. Snowden,
1: like, like Snowden being probably the most popular example of it, like that. The fact that you can have these people who are doing good things for society, and society, a, a large faction of society still doesn't believe that it's in their best interest. That goes to show how how disproportionately controlled the marketing message is. Because the fat like when when Snowden goes out and says, Yeah, they're spying on locals, they're using the the Homeland Security Act to Basically, spy on national citizens through the NSA, yeah. right? And we're listening to their conversations. We're tapping their phones illegally. We ask for for uh, forgiveness, never permission, and we're we're circumventing the system. Now, these are all things that have historically happened for fucking ever, right? The policing industry in in North America is so fatally flawed because of this, because police have always been given this nod to go above the law beyond the extent the extent of what they're legally allowed to do Mm -hmm. and then ask for forgiveness after the fact and there's other issues within that the fact that the the uh the legal system is self-regulated that the policing system is self-regulated it allows for a lot of corruption in those two industries that both argue that self-regulation is what's needed to not be corrupt. But Well,
0: why, why the fuck do we allow these industries to self-regulate? That's, that's the other question. So
1: constitutional law is what's argued for lawyers, for example. So yeah. lawyers are considered the people's voice in law. And so there's always supposed to be this branch separation between um, your legislature, your judiciary, and parliament. You know so what
0: really fucks that up, though? money
1: oh yeah well exactly <laughs> i mean that's that's really the biggest issue is that they claim to have this separation but it's the same it's the same horseshit claim where judges will claim to be unbiased like one of the Supre- sitting supreme court justices right now justice brown um has been part of a hardcore right-wing christian organization and donates his time uh prior to being uh being uh, brought up to the supreme court he 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 did, would donate his time to these hardcore right- wing organizations that were anti-abortion that were pro all of the traditional christian values that went against actual established canadian law when you're when you're against women's rights, yeah. um, especially when it comes to their reproductive rights, these are all things that are established in Canadian law. It's yeah. not up for debate anymore. And he he would donate his time to these organizations. He's now sitting on the Supreme Court of Canada. Now, when Trinity Western University a few years ago was arguing for uh, a university, a law school, university. So for those of you guys who don't know, know Trinity Western University is a is a, a right wing Christian or university, privately funded um, in, uh, in the lower mainland of BC and they require all of their students to sign a covenant when they go in there. So it's a mandatory covenant that, that states that they will only engage in heterosexual relationships and no sexual activity will be had outside of the, the confines of marriage. This is a, this is a, something that they mandate on their students which goes against the charter of rights and any human rights bills mm-hmm. that are that are active in any provinces right now so when twu was applying for uh um, access and um and acceptance into the law society of bc yeah. they got denied they appealed it they uh they got kind of a little bit of a string to run on and then eventually they got approval so but justice brown was sitting on on the on the Supreme court at this time and didn't recuse himself. He, he listened to these cases. This is a guy who is as far right wing. So, but the, the hardest part and and why I'm saying that it's all part of this system where we allow bullshit narratives to hold up is because in Canadian law, what we do is we allow judges to claim that they're unbiased by virtue of being a judge. That's just their claim. And so you actually then have to prove bias in the moment and yeah. it has to be so obvious so as to overbear the conscientious uh, the the consciousness of the law, so you it, it's it's a fundamentally almost impossible bar to reach, yeah, right, and the only people who are going to recuse themselves are honest, good people, often from the left in that instance, yeah who are then going who would have probably benefited the case more because they've been they've been involved in those situations right but hmm. that that part of this narrative of we're unbiased because we're unbiased we're the law because we're the law it's it's really how they've run things for a long time mm-hmm. so when you have like the mk ultra um issue going on and people are like oh it's unethical it's unethical well we're the scientists we choose what's ethical right mm-hmm. and that's really kind of where the conversation stopped because oh you just don't understand the ethics in the co- uh, in in the uh in the context of our research right so you just don't understand it and that's that's on you right
0: you know uh, it, it it always makes me laugh because there, there were several uh, you, you know obviously before this whole mk ultra thing happened uh, it wasn't the first time that you know human beings were subjected to horrendous uh, studies oh. uh for example like uh dr Mangala uh in the, in the holocaust uh, was doing these horrendous studies on twins and everything he got away. He lived in Argentina. They never caught him. Yeah. Uh, he he died on his own terms. Well, they wouldn't have. They uh, wouldn't have killed him anyways, but, uh, right? They but, would have brought him over on oh, Operation yeah, Paperclip. Exactly. Uh, that's, the that's other definitely. thing. This is exactly what I wanted to touch on. It seems that it's that hide the ball game. You know, if you have that higher intelligence, uh, or that huge amount of wealth. I mean, that's kind of what it's looking like these days. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of just say, okay, well. I know what I did was wrong, but it's it's all up to the scientists, man. Yeah, like we did all this research. Do you really want it to go to waste? Like there was a—I can't remember the exact name of the um, uh, prison camp, but it was a Japanese uh, prison camp uh, during the Second World War that was doing studies a lot like what Dr. Mengele was doing, just horrible, horrible studies. Yeah, and uh, when the Americans came in, took over, they discovered this uh, was going on. And rather than doing a, you know, trial like they were doing with the Germans um, in Nuremberg, they just kind of said, well, I'll tell you what, you got to stop this research. But NDAs, we're not talking about this. We're taking all your research and we're going to, you know, yeah, make sure it didn't go to waste. Right. Yeah. But it just it, 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 it's, it's, it's its shit like that, that, you know, if you look at it, anybody could have like one, one person getting harmed to do one study is one person too many. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but
1: you can go back to it doesn't even have to be these horrible institutions that did yeah. this. Like, if you look at just psychological studies at the turn of the century, right? Yeah. The the there were all sorts of uh, like <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what it was called because there was an actual uh, study with babies where they would put them into oh it's, uh, it was a famous psychologist named Skinner and he would actually they had a what's called a Skinner box and they would put a baby in this gla- like plastic box and the idea was that people would be more resilient if they weren't constantly catered to by their parents so you just let them cry in this box and you never touch them you never give them any affection and you cannot find follow-ups of the names of or or any of these people they exist <laughs> they yeah. exist in society um they're probably mostly dead now but for a long time they were existing in society you could not find who was in them you i think there was two names that were uh, that were actually released of, of all of it but yeah it was done to significantly more than two people yeah but this was a, a renowned psychologist when i was taking psychology courses we were learning about his studies yeah right you watch him. you watch him do interviews you don't see him through the lens of this is a fucking crimes against humanity piece of shit like yeah. working under hitler yeah kind of thing which is really what it was but we just didn't have the mustachioed menace at the top right the hit the hitler or the stalin it's to, to point out yeah. and go that's the evil guy yeah. right and I think a lot of that again kind of turns to this idea that we have this giant entertainment machine beneath us. And at any point in time, we <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna play hide the ball, it can be hard when someone's always focused on you. Yeah. But if you go, hey, look at that dumpster fire, and people are like, wait, what? And then you put it in your pocket, it's a little bit easier to get away with it, right? Yeah. And when you have a a very well-fueled dumpster fire burning at very bright for since time immemorial <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's been it's been uh it's it's pretty easy for the canadian government to to change people's opinion to change the direction they're looking it's uh it's very easy for that to happen
0: that's uh, it's a good point i mean it, it, i think it's not just the canadian government either i mean the media plays a large role in what's brought up and what isn't and yeah. um you know that goes for any country i mean you can watch rt which is a russian government funded news reporting station uh, they, 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 they've always got a different kind of opinion than a lot of the more Western media. But it's the same thing. I mean, yep. at the end of the day, it's what they want to show you. Yep. You know, it's uh, that, that's why, like, print media uh, is a thing of the past, in my opinion, right? It's, it, well, yeah, it, I mean... It I, doesn't make money. Like, the only way that you can make... It needs to make money in order to, to, to operate. And all these right-wing companies that have right-wing ideals seem to have the idea of, okay, we need to do sponsored content. We need to do things that aren't yep. before the state, that aren't media... And, you know, uh, to tie it back to the NDAs, I think that's a big reason why uh, a lot of these companies and governments nowadays are getting away with such horrible shit is because the media is not doing its job and it doesn't have to. It's it's all about sponsored content now. It's not about um, actual news. It's not about actual facts. It's but that's all because they were
1: told to chase profits over ideals, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes yep. back to that economic conversation we had a couple episodes ago where we were talking about... How you know Friedman changed the approach of American business that allowed them to no longer chase the ideal of bringing everybody up to a higher standard, but rather chase the highest standard possible at all times at all costs and use mass layoffs as a tool to reach arbitrary numbers and figures for an arbitrary date mm-hmm. like that's that that idea of people being left behind for something that's not actually like tangible yeah is really just what's permeated society to such an extent that i'm not none of this information as much as it was just depressing to read about none of it was surprising mm-hmm. right it was it was more just upsetting where i'm like oh yeah i guess this is just history forever and yeah. all we, we've we've seen this at all times and of course it was women that were going through postpartum of course it was because why wouldn't it have been of course it wasn't going to be just some random guys, which, again, MK Ultra. we were talking a little bit off the air. It's not like the, the U.S. did have studies on like legitimate soldiers even. Yep. Um, there, there was actually a, a crazy video I was watching where uh, a former Navy uh, officer was uh, asked to volunteer for a program. And so they volunteered for this program, and what they were told was they were looking for a cure for the common cold. And so him and his buddy signed up for this, and uh this was with the cia that it that had uh uh, had approached him and they go they're directed into this room as he put on a mask
0: and stand six feet apart please yeah yeah the so last thing we want
1: is this shit spreading quite literally because what they did next was strap him to a chair and nice. expose his arm and drop uh some liquid from a uh, this gentleman comes in in a fully covered u- uniform and like a hazmat style drops some liquid onto his forearm and leaves the fucking room and the the, the victim describes this guy is in the navy right this is guy this is a guy who's been through war said that he had never he had thought that he had visited the extent of fear and terror in his life and he had never within he said within 30 seconds he had he had breached that that point so far he's like he was trembling it was just the worst thing ever because what he found out later was that they were what the actual study was from the cia was what is the lethal dose of sarin and they dropped live sarin onto his fucking arm for for absorption. <laughs> this was onto a navy guy, so it's not like they just do it oh to regular God. citizens. This was, and that was they lied to him. All of the ethics, like the fact that the CIA is still running, is a joke to me. Yeah, right? It's yeah. it, the the CIA, the RCMP, all of these major organizations that have a, such a, a shitty history with treating. People, not just minorities, but minorities disproportionately. Oh, yeah. But society in general yeah. as lesser than, right? Like all of society as lesser than. Definitely focused more so on minorities than anything, but they... Yeah,
0: I, I think we just got so terrified of an enemy existing that we created enemies out of ourselves. Yep. And that's that's really all the CIA is chasing nowadays. I mean, yeah, they, they do a lot of good with respect to setting up firewalls, stopping our intelligence from leaving our countries and stopping that. But when it becomes doing that shit to your own citizens, yeah. you know, that's, that's the line, you know, like that, in my opinion, do whatever the fuck you want yeah. nationally, domestically, what I should say. Uh, no, wait, wait a minute. Do whatever you want outside of the country. Yeah. But as soon as it's within the own country and you know, you're, you're violating the rights and freedoms of your own citizens, that's when you should really assess, especially what you're doing
1: using your tax, uh, your your citizens' taxpayer dollars but, but to do it, then, right? I mean, like
0: the CAA steps on uh, so many parts of just the world economics. Even yeah. I mean, uh, when uh, what was it? I think it was one of the southern uh, South American countries, not Cuba. I think it was. I, I can't remember Ca- Cambodia. Is it? No, that's that's in Africa. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah basically uh th- th- this this country was going to turn communist and then uh you know the-, the americans said no fuck, not a chance and basically influenced uh, the whole government uh they've done that time and time and time oh and yeah come. there's over 50k um, ca- like yeah.
1: 50 different countries where they've done that and they have they have similar things with algorithms through facebook where they've shown that facebook's algorithms have uh changed different election cycles and i think it was over 25 countries yeah so there's like there's some crazy shit on that um but yeah i think that the, one of the interesting things was bringing like with the mk ultra so um with the rcmp and their involvement with all of this so they they were also very wary of the red army right the idea of red sympathizers and so what what's kind of crazy is prior to the 1970s the rcmp was empowered to do everything including um in- including doing uh, surveillance locally, right? So the RCMP was actually con- uh, legally allowed to do the surveillance. So what they, well, they actually got that power stripped from them. Uh, there was no words of defunding some- somehow. Maybe that just didn't exist in the vernacular back then. But, uh, but yeah, so when, when, when all of this was going on with MKUltra, the RCMP was also investigating French people and black people uh, and surveilling them illegally and it got such an uprising um that yeah they had that power strip for them and the cesus was invented so mm-hmm. the canadian security uh, what is it canadian security and intelligence service I think yeah. that's what it is yeah. and what almost no canadian realizes was that until 2001 and the homeland security act was was put into force the number one spy agency globally for the United States was CSIS. Hmm. Yeah. So we were the number one Western spy agency because fucking Canadians don't even know about it, right? Most Canadians, if you ask them about CSIS, you have no clue. You're like, did you just mispronounce ISIS? But the reality is is they just genuinely don't know anything about our our spy agency. And talk about a great spy agency if if you're unknown. And then also talk about the easiest way to get gain trust right you show up in the middle east and everybody's like oh i'm so thirsty and hungry and i'm like well i got 10 bits and a double double (laughs) 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 so i mean it's a the canadians they were not really considered a threat and so when hiring too oh oh, yeah yeah, always always. (laughs) yeah well they're probably listening right now uh but uh because but but yeah so that the idea of listening in and surveilling your own people, what we did was we basically just contracted to our neighbor to do it for us. Oh, we can't listen to our own people? Well, why don't we let the U.S. listen to our people? We'll listen to theirs, and we'll exchange information when we need to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So, But that's that, again, is just this idea that I feel like a lot of governments are just still, they were designed for wartime. Yep. And so when wars aren't on, they have to make them in order to make themselves relevant and i think that's, that's so true i think that's the hardest part right is like what, what what would you run on if for four years you had relative peace and and a good economy like i don't know what that looks like because for most of my adult life and same with you right yeah, like i've never seen it yeah like i we're was always
0: fighting someone yeah i was yeah.
1: 14 when the the twin towers went down and you were even younger i was younger yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so it's like i remember being in a grade going to miss suchi's grade nine class that morning and She was like, yeah, I think we're all going to get sent home. Because I'm in Vancouver at the time, and so yeah. Vancouver is probably one of the only two target cities in in Canada that would even be thought to go after. Yeah, yeah. and so it was like, oh True. yeah, there's definitely a little bit of fear. We should probably go. And I was like, why? They're <laughs> See, like, oh, they're flying planes into a building. And I'm like, well, I guess I get a day off then. Like, I didn't, I yeah. couldn't possibly I have fathomed what was going on. I was
0: in, uh, I was in preschool. Uh, so not preschool, sorry. Like uh, uh, daycare. Yeah. Like uh, before you go to school, my parents would drop me off at daycare, and then we'd. We'd walk from the daycare over to the school. I think I was in grade, like, three or four. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but uh, I remember, like, uh, I was playing, like, trucks or something. And I remember, like, there was all the best trucks sitting out. Someone just was like, I was like, I get to play with this fucking truck today? Yeah. Sweet, right? <laughs> so I was like, fucking bobbing around with the truck. And then, like, I look... And, like, everybody's by the radio, right? I was like, what the fuck? Okay, this is why the trucks are out, right? Yeah. So I walk over, and then uh, I just remember one of the uh, supervisors, she was just, like, white. Yeah. Like, just, like, the, the blood was drained out of her. And uh, this was at the point when uh, the first um, uh, plane went into the building, right? Yeah. And everybody, like, they, they, oh, it's just an accident, you know, it was a mistake, right? That's what everybody was kind of talking about. And then uh, we walked over to the school, and while we were walking to the school, the second tower got hit. And uh, when we got to the school, like I remember like um they, they they did a whole like morning thing where they were like, "Yeah, like this this has happened." And uh, I remember my dad came and picked us up. Yeah, because uh, he he worked in the government building, the Pink Palace, downtown Edmonton. Oh, okay. and, like, there were guys that worked in that building. Like, as soon as the second tower was hit, they fucking left. Oh, yeah. They're the like, world? oh, this is they're attacking government. Oh, we're in a government building. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you, you know, you know like, who the world hates is yeah, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. well, There's <laughs> also a lot of that. You know, it's, it's, it's that it's an excuse you can leave. But I remember like he uh, he pulled into the lot. Uh, we had this Lincoln town car at the time. He was like, Evan, get in the car I was like, Okay. <laughs> so my brother and I get in the car, we go home and like uh like I, I remember like uh my dad had the news on for like two whole days after that. Yeah. Just watching what was going on. But um Yeah, ever since then really. Yeah. There yeah. hasn't and even before then, I mean, we were still doing dumb shit with peacekeeping and Oh yeah. But you know, I think that one
1: of one of the things that you can kind of look at is Like, so one of the developments of the internet that one one of the things that it's brought is this like widespread information glut that we have now. And while we got to grow up ignorant, I think we were probably the last generation to do it. Right. Like, I don't think people a few years younger than you could ever say that they didn't know what was going on outside of the world. Right. Where, and they can't even fathom a lot of the time that like, like if you grew up, so I went, I went to a French immersion school that had 14 people in my class. Okay. And I was in the same 14 people for six years. Jesus. And then my first two years of high school. So BC high school starts in grade eight, goes to grade 12. You don't have middle school. Okay. Yeah. So the first two years I'm still in French immersion. So I have 24 people. I'm with the same 24 people for the first two years. Don't meet anybody. Right. So I knew probably outside of sports, 35 people for the first 12 years of my life yeah 13 years of my life outside of family and sports, right? Yeah. And so what what my the breadth of my knowledge outside of my household was fucking nothing, right? Yeah. I knew absolutely nothing. And this isn't a, any kind of like condemnation on my parents. My parents were very involved and very good at it. It was just part of like the the way that I grew up, where I grew up and and how and how isolated certain things were. So I feel like I actually checked out largely in high school, but you can't even you c- you cannot actually convince people today that that was even possible mm-hmm. to have not known this many people they have 500,000 people following them i didn't know that there were 500,000 people <laughs> until, I, until i was much older uh, and i'm enough, just like yeah. this, <laughs> this is that's shocking
0: to me no, i'm like our, i know maybe 40 of you well i like, think uh, uh, was, since we're talking of uh, like our, our generation um yeah i we're in the state, we're all millennials so yeah, yeah right like uh adam and i were talking yeah. about this yeah you're
1: on the earlier side of the millennial yeah, like the yeah, younger yeah. side definitely uh
0: yeah. late millennial i guess because yeah. you're or what this, a 93 yeah 93 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 93 yeah. all the way baby you're the dick you're the cock right yeah uh but uh one thing that really kind of fucked us over as millennials uh you know if we're kind of talking about like childhood and shit was they they said they did a really good job of explaining that bullying was bad yeah but they never talked about what to do if you were bullied oh yeah oh, you know like uh, a, adam and we i were talking about this the other day yeah. and it, it's almost like aggression oh. as a whole like just being aggressive or assertive or having aggressive instincts was really looked down on yeah through that whole through our whole generation. Yeah. And I think that really created a lot of what is now today's anxieties, depressions, things like that, because when you're supposed to feel pissed off that someone's bullying you or yeah, that you something's can. happened in your life, you weren't given the tool to understand what anger is so yeah. you just become anxious
1: but you're told to be sympathetic for them you don't know what they're going through at home yeah. right? i fucking hate exactly. that exactly. you know what i'm yeah. teaching
0: my kid if you get bullied punch that fucker in the face oh, since Ugh. i have a daughter just, i'm that's a, it. I, like, like yeah. she's more than well aim for to the that. upper nose and just like right there Ugh, but that's just, the just that's the kind
1: of the unique thing right like i don't think a, i think it's kind of interesting too that we both have that background i'm not sure about yourself adam but i know that you and i both had a lot of bullying when we were younger oh right? yeah. yeah and so like i was I was the I've always been stupid out outspoken for sure right but I but I was also just so in high school we had changed districts so I knew nobody in grade 8 I had zero people that I knew grade 8 9 10 were hell like hell yeah. on earth for me uh, because everybody else that was fed into these schools had been in school together for seven, eight years
0: together. Yeah, like for me, it was uh, like Saint Albert's a hockey community. Yeah, and I, you know, yeah. we went to uh, I went to the, the not the Catholic school, the Protestant school. Yeah. So it was almost even more. <clears throat> if you didn't play hockey, you were a fucking loser. Yeah. And I, I didn't really play any sports like team sports at all. I, I, I swam. Yeah. A, a shit ton. I taught swimming all through junior high and high school. It was a great way to make dough. Um. But uh, yeah, like it, it, just not being part of that uh, that one group really—you yeah. um, I, I got, I got, I got tremendously bullied. Well, like, and then uh, the the unique all thing too grade is seven, eight, and nine. Like uh, I had some friends in grade seven, yeah, and then uh, just you know rumors start. Oh, this kid doesn't play hockey, and oh, just yeah. kind of get left aside. And like I wasn't as tall as I was either, right? So yeah. I was picked on pretty hard. And then uh, grade ten rolled around, and I grew about. I don't know six inches between grade, <laughs> grade nine, and grade ten. And yeah. I remember this one kid. People who uh, don't
1: know Evan uh, is like six foot seven. Six foot five. Six foot yeah. five. Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So like I grew probably six inches between uh, grade uh, nine and ten. And here in Alberta, like grade nine is the end of junior high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then grade ten is the beginning of high school, right? And I remember this one kid. I don't want to say his name. I really do, but I I won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he came up to me and I, he he was significantly taller than me. Yeah. Uh, in grade nine used to bully the shit out of me. And he came up behind me While I was like, bent over Getting something And he just kind of starts shoves me into the locker And then I remember Standing up And just towering Over this kid yeah. And then I just I saw his like Eyes go into the, into his head I grabbed my Through in my locker I was like
2: Not this year bitch yeah. Not this year Oh yeah And
0: then like Literally like A teacher was running Down the hallway Like Evan You can't throw kids In the fucking lockers. What are you fucking doing Well right? that's
1: the funny thing too Right Because when you oh. When you react To something like that Yeah That fucking line of you should extend empathy fuck that that goes right out the window they don't yeah. give a shit about you yeah right like i i had a very similar so mine was grade 10 to 11 okay, so okay so in grade 7 i had had a couple of run-ins with some people a dude threw a rock at my head i was squirting blood out of my head had to go to the hospital nice and and so when I tried to get, like, so we were brought into the office this little fucker, Patrick Nelson. I don't give a shit about saying his name. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck Rod, your dad. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so So okay, okay. this little fat prick. <laughs> throws a rock at my head while we're in elementary school i'm squirting blood out of there right and we were just tossing sand me and brad are my my friend and this asshole (laughs) throws a full rock at my head and i have to go to the hospital we get brought into the office the next day and he says well we were all throwing rocks and tristan you're going to get suspended if you if you uh, want patrick to be suspended and i was like well how the hell is that fair like how is that possible that I did nothing but because I was engaged in an activity and doing it more safely all of a sudden now I'm considered to be part of uh, of the same asshole regimen that this prick was from yeah. so so right away, I kind of learned. Okay, the rules don't favor you if you go in there as a victim. So yeah, absolutely, my, and, and absolutely. my parents noticed me get it like acting out a lot more. So they had tried air cadets. Oh, nothing like having a guy three years older than me yell at me while I'm wearing wool socks for three hours. That's oh, a great buddy, way to I did get me air air angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, five
0: C three Savers squadron. Uh, there you go. So 100%. I uh, a-
1: after that failed experiment of about a year plus, they put me in martial arts. Okay, and so. I'm I'm pretty tiny at the time in high school. I'm like five six. Right now I'm six one. I'm about one ninety, but I was like five six and I was probably about one fifty-five. I was like a little bit I still have my baby fat and all that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I've been I had been picked on pretty hard. In grade eight, I got tackled by four random guys who apparently it was like some way of, of getting themselves into uh, their little group. And so they they tackle me and started kicking me on the ground and stuff, and I got one kickoff, and because of that I could I could point out who the fuck jumped me because i broke his nose nice. so it's was yeah. like yeah it's the guy with the broken nose yeah. <laughs> and and so the counselor got her uh, got him kicked out but but fast forward a few years and i'm in grade 10 going into grade 11 and in that summer i got my black belt and now i've also grown to about 6'1 i'm yeah. about 175 now yeah and i just remember this this, this guy shows up in grade 11 who had picked on me before and there was always rumblings because i i i had been threatened before and i was like i will fight you and i i I would stand back into an actual fighting stance because i'd been training for this and they were like yeah you feel like a little kung fu guy whatever and i was smaller and chubbier so there was no no real serious threats taken this guy jordan he he corners me one time and he throws something at me and i was like jordan you do that again and i will fuck you up on the spot and he was like i'd beat the shit out of you if you didn't use your karate and i was like so what you're saying is you could beat the shit out of me if i stood here cool (laughs) do something again and i will fuck you up on the spot but the funny thing was was i get reprimanded for saying that to him right but that that's me warning him that it's not gonna fly anymore but the funny thing is and tying it into all of this is when we're bullied because we haven't been taught how to respond and further to that we've been trained on the idea of extending empathy we actually listen to the CIA and to the Canadian government is yep. to their reasons. Oh, why did you do that? Why did you do those experiments on us? Oh, was it for higher learning? Oh, it was. You really wanted to learn more. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> knowledge is power. Like the absurdity you did behind it. For it oh. Science. Oh, we did it for. We were doing it for you, sweetheart. <laughs> if we know how to mind control, we can keep you from having your mind controlled. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Oh. Oh. but that's but that's really what it is right because the number the the number one terrorist organization is is the the u.s government who claims that they're fighting a war on terror right the the people who are going (laughs) who are trying to protect you from bullying are the number one bulliers out there they're the ones who enable all of these organizations to strip you of your rights and to deny you the things that you actually deserve right this is we get picked on constantly and then we're Oh, well, we should have empathy because their bottom line is what they're going after. Oh, don't you understand the bottom line? They have kids at home. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck this idea yeah, of upwards and empathy downward I, uh, empathy for sure i will always empathize for people below me and attempt to lift them up out of there 100%. but if you're above me i don't even care what you've gone through i genuinely don't which is what we get pushed at through all of this entertainment stuff with the exception of a, f- a few things like that Meghan markle one was disturbing the things that she had to go through oh even though God. she's an upper you, echelon you to touch in society on that.
0: you know that that's <laughs> i'm happy you brought that up uh, th- that interview was shattering yeah <laughs> You know, like... Uh, it, it, Especially I, when Harry came out. Jesus. I, I'm surprised he even... Oh, man. I'm surprised that... Like, There's
1: no way he's not, like, you know, excommunicated who, who you, like the, the it, fucking... Uh, who, who do you
0: think it was? Who do you think it was that said... Uh, Charles. The, uh, you think you, 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 uh, that's what I thought. I thought it was Charles. It was either King Charles, either. in my
1: opinion, or uh, his he's brother He's fucking Willard. purple, too, to complain about the color of somebody else's skin right? when you're, like, a wrinkly purple. Yeah. I don't even know what you... We, we and, and, like, white, <laughs> white racists are known for, like, I don't care if he's white, green, purple, black. And I'm like, I sure haven't seen a green person, but there's at least one purple one, and he's yeah, yeah. he's in the royal family. And you
0: know what sucks? Like, I, I uh, birthday like date wise is not year. Obviously, yeah, yeah. we have the same we have the same birthday, right? Oh, yeah. So when I was a kid, you know, my brother looked it up. He's like, I have the same birthday as fucking Winston Churchill. I'm like, oh, that's badass, yeah, right? Yeah. I look it up. I'm like, Prince Charles, okay, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the guy that'll never be king. Like, I guarantee you, like, it, when when the Queen dies, man, yeah, like. Um, that that's that's gonna fall apart like it has to i mean
2: honestly yeah the last last kind of monarch like uh, should it not right
0: should it not like the the reality is making plans so it doesn't you know like they've got william and kate and they're gonna be whatever but like charles would literally the the amount of steps that's gonna that'll have to go that'll have to happen in order for that to occur and you're dealing with people that don't understand working a day job, don't understand day-to-day struggles, never had to, never will. And yeah. Anybody that tells me that the royal family does anything good... There's uh, nothing that they do. There's they nothing. Are, oh, they go to banquets. Is this a peace banquet or just a banquet banquet? They're just a <laughs> token <laughs> figurehead of fake <laughs> you know, job
1: doing like privileged but morons anyway, that, like, have, that are largely historically the only,
0: inbred. The only, <laughs> 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 the only chance they have of uh, really surviving is if um, Prince Charles advocates when uh when the queen dies like immediately because yeah. if he becomes king they're done yeah. they're done they're so done like everybody in the world will be like oh remember diana oh then oh well, that'll be open again yeah and then carmilla like no one's no one's gonna want her to be the the fucking queen because that's what she'd be wouldn't it or like she'd be a princess I don't know how of that would, yeah whatever the fuck i don't know like i thought if it was a king and they got married princess. they were immediately the queen yeah, but if the queen seen... gets married it's different uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. Because there's be there's honest. like rules of the penis, I guess. On, yeah, it's such a f- depth system, man. Why didn't
2: we call that the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> rules <laughs> of the penis.
0: <laughs> but to t- to tie it all back to the NDAs and everything else, it's it's just a like a, I, I love how we talked about bullying too, because in a lot of ways, this is how society allows bullying to occur. uh You know, they'll, they'll subject you to all this horrible shit, and then you know, be it your employer or the government, just say, okay, here's a little bit of money, more than you'll ever see in your life. If you talk about this again, you'll have to give that back threefold.
2: Oh, wow. And yeah. we're
0: going to we're gonna get away with this. Now, what, what happened to being aggressive? What happened to taking things to court? What happened to standing up for what's right? You know, like, uh, it okay. just seems like when we were taught that we can't be aggressive anymore, it really took away that whole power of, you know, standing up and saying, no, this isn't right this is how things, this is not how things should be. I need to fight this bully rather than just saying, okay, well, I don't really know how to feel that way, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it, you know, like, yeah.
1: Sorry, I just got to bleed the lizard quickly. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah no, no worries. I just just no worries. read that there.
0: Uh, did you, uh, did you, did you read anything on MK Ultra there, Adam, that you'd want to uh, bring into the conversation? Well,
2: just kind of going back and, fourth here um finding out about like some NDA stuff like there's there's not like a literal um Mm. statistic for like which section of businesses use it the most yeah um it's just a blanket like a third of American workers are bound by NDAs
0: a third a third 33 percent
2: 30 like a third of yeah holy
0: shit like I wonder what kind of NDAs those are
2: uh a lot of it was uh, like you have to sign something for like trade secrets. I see, of course. Yeah, um, so it's, it's more like corporate sexual to... harassment issues. Yeah, uh, out of court settlements. It's mostly pertaining to that kind of thing, but thirty three percent of the workforce,
0: man, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, like uh, w- when you look at that and you say, "Well, what 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 other things subject thirty three percent of a workforce? Like left handedness, I guess."
2: Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, if it,
0: it, 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 think about that. Like, in order to, like, even work for a company, having to sign an NDA, and a lot of that, too, is when you quit uh, working for a company, especially, like, uh, you know, large business um you know, Fortune 500 kind of company, they're probably going to get you to sign an NDA after you leave.
2: I I would imagine so, right? Yeah, I mean, just to to cover their butt.
0: But, like, think of that. I mean, like, all the things that you did during your employment, you know, there's probably some shit that you did that you shouldn't have done.
2: I mean. You know, and (laughs)
0: when when you leave somewhere, uh, you know, and there's that whole I was just following orders thing, you know, can you really hide behind that? If something was to happen, see,
2: and that's that's another thing I wanted to bring up the other time, like when you're in the military, yeah, and, and something's going wrong and shit, and you're like, "Wow, this is disgusting! Like, I don't want to do this." Yeah, is is that not like you're fucking thrown in jail and like that's desertion, right?
1: Well, the interesting thing with the military, back by the way, <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing with the military is they're they're considered outside of the law. They're like they're we- a weird fourth branch of the government, You yeah. do and actually. The regulations there, so even even like courtroom procedures Yeah, different. you're guilty you, until you, proven innocent. Yeah, in court right. Yeah, I mean, if there wasn't, alien. there's some, been some awesome movies on this. The, the <laughs> yeah, buddy. you cannot handle the truth and you all that. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh so there's like the I don't know why I did you or there. did you not. <laughs> That's a very well-known <laughs> quote that I fucked up again. But, but yeah, so the, the military is just outside of the reach of like the public realm and largely because they're supposed to operate foreign, in foreign lands. They don't anymore, but they, that was the, the reasoning originally going into it was like, well, they're not operating here, so they can, they can play by the rules of the other countries.
2: Yeah. Well, that gives them a lot of Hour. Yeah, yeah. It
1: absolutely does. Yeah. Well,
0: imagine
1: <laughs> it. I mean, imagine it this way, though. The crazy thing was, so the United States allows for private contractors to be to be paid in order to get it. Now, the private co- private contracting firms are typically made up of uh, ex Navy SEALs and and uh, other people. Uh, typically, yeah. So, like pe- people of that na- nature, right? That just wanted typically. to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and and the crazy thing was is that the U.S. government for a long time there was actually uh, knowingly. Giving these contracts out to friends of the government, so oh, yeah. basically it was especially just, under
0: Cheney's. Oh yeah,
1: Cheney was the worst for it. Yeah, right? like oh, he uh, got
0: caught. That's how the whole war dogs thing happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you could contract <laughs> to anyone. It was the highest bidder wins, right? right. Yeah. And and that, but that's what happens when you chase money without any kind of ethical underpinning. Yeah. I do think it's kind of interesting when we think about like regulating industries because when we talk about taxation, I I want. Along with clarity within the code, because like simplifying the code is is incredibly important. I think that more important to me, even if it was complex, is seeing the chain, seeing the chain of where our money goes and how it's used after the fact, that. because that is what I would care about. Yeah, right. I care more about seeing the direct link as to where it goes, because m- my gut tells me, and I know a lot of audits tell tell a lot of Canadians that. A disproportionate amount has gone to government administrative uh expenses. No, absolutely. Right. And I don't understand how you can be both above the law while using taxpayer dollars to then get perks that you wouldn't get in jobs that the taxpayers work and then have further perks to not have the responsibilities the taxpayers would have. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a it's a massive problem at every single step of the way. And it all ties into how how we allow government to to operate with very little oversight i think that the cia coming to canada and doing these horrible studies is brutal it's absolutely brutal what's more brutal is the cia chose to come to canada because they got wind of Ewan cameron's studies yep. that he was already conducting here yep. they weren't they weren't getting him to do something that the canadian government wasn't comfortable with They were just like, hey, somebody that's an ally is already doing what we want to do. We have no fucking clue how, but let's just join him so we don't have to stir any other, like ruffle any other feathers. Well, that's exactly it.
0: And uh, I think just as as, as kind of a legal footnote, uh, just to kind of ask you about how these NDAs really kind of work. I mean, we kind of discussed that, yeah, it's a contract has to be beneficial to the person that gets it. Uh, but how how was that at all beneficial in my uh, like uh, just just looking at it like how did they become were, a thing? Well, it's not so much that. It's just like wh- where do they get the uh, statistics on how much money it's going to take someone to shut up? There's no statistics. Well, like so the the typical
1: way that I've seen businesses calculated is the average cost of court costs plus the the, the like run through a filter of the likely oh the so likelihood it has nothing
0: to do with the person that was nothing. actually it's strictly fuck. to do with. How much it's going to cost them at the end? Hundred percent. They don't give a fuck. That's, and then a lot of the uh, that, time that's they'll even offer more mobile. depressing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. a
1: lot of the time they'll be like, okay, so it's going to cost us about three hundred eighty grand to go through the court. Let's offer them thirty grand and see what happens. Wow. Yeah. Because not even
0: ten percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like,
1: well, because a lot of the time that's what they want to do. They were like, because this if if you bring it for another but, six but months the to thing. a year, I mean,
0: like a lot of these people that were subjected to these horrible horrible things. Yeah. Thirty grand is a lot of money. Yeah, you know that that, Uh that's that's like that's a new car that like back then too in the eighties this was yeah you know that's that's a considerable amount of money that's like Like thirty percent of a house yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. you know like that's such a shit ton of dough and like just to kind of look at that and say that's completely disproportionate you know just just to bring a a group of people that like are basically fucked over and then oh we're gonna give them pittance not even ten percent of what a court would cost to. Uh, that 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 just that to me is just sickening, and it, 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 what makes me sick is now businesses. Well, but here's here's the too, absolute kicker you know? that
1: you'll get from the left that unfortunately doesn't not, doesn't seem to resonate too much on the right, which is everything you just said maps on to First Nations people, but it's been happening for a hundred years longer. Fair enough. Right? Like, when we were first building the the railroad in Canada, mm-hmm. the RCMP was very well known in the fact that what they were doing when they were forcing First Nations people off their lands was illegal. Like, there were actual laws in place to prevent them from doing that, but they did it anyways. Yeah. And the reason was is because they knew that arguing that it's illegal was, A, going to take a long time, so they were still going to be effective in doing what they wanted. They just needed them out of the way. And b, the people who were arguing that it was illegal were less than they were, right, which is where all, almost all of citizenry is, has been placed now beneath police officers
0: but well, then are your rights rights or are they just privileges
1: i don't I don't know that they're either i don't, so you, you do not have any substantive rights right outside of your own household and even within your own household, the fact that they can prevent things like uh non-toxic substances like mushrooms in the states they've got things like kinder surprise it's fucking illegal like Like just
0: i know like the most obscure (laughs) things right
1: but but that kind of goes back to our 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 first conversation where the king government tried to make margarine illegal because they wanted to protect the dairy industry right like they can do almost anything and that almost is really just dependent on the people that they're presenting it to, yeah, and those people are still above the citizens, so they're not we don't have representation in government, there is zero, and the worst part is is a lot of the the security that's been put up the 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 quote unquote accountability from the s i u s the special investiga- investigations units that you have in in Ontario, you have one in alberta too they're 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 absolute mockeries of the system um because they typically it's like it's like having a group of bullies reviewing whether or not you were bullied and justified in punching the guy who was bullying you, right? Because those bullies are going to be like, well, I don't know, man. I used to tease guys all the time, and th- yeah. that was perfectly fine. So, uh, yeah, you don't get to punch somebody in the face just because of that. Yeah, And and the, that's the problem is that the, the people who are sitting on the board reviewing all of these, it's lawyers review lawyers, cops review cops, and politicians review politicians. They have far too much yeah, that's, stake that's so in the true. game right yeah, yeah. and the best part is best worst i don't know the the most obnoxious part is is that we have tools in place to prevent it and we we have gutted them so there's a there's a regulation body known as uh the oh what is it it's the communication standards uh and council the communication standards council i think that's what it was but anyways um they they regulate marketing in canada yeah and uh And the opening sentence to the document is although Canadians deserve to expect the utmost honesty from their politicians and political representatives, nothing in this document is meant to curb uh, political speech or political advertising in any sense. So what that is, is we have a document that regulates all marketing and all speech. Mm hmm um to make sure it's honest true and if it's not honest or true then people can be dealt fines or 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 given jail well very rarely can you get any kind of criminal punishment for it most of the time it's a token punishment but regardless you're held to somewhat of a of a standard Mm -hmm. and immediately the first part of the document says yeah except for politicians or anything termed as political speech so there's no honesty There's no Hmm. honesty requirement within political speech. That's express in Canada. We actually permit, not just permit, but expressly permit politicians to be deceptive.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's that's something that no Canadians are aware of because we actually hold ourselves to a higher standard. We hold a mom and pop business claiming to have the best coffee quite literally to a higher standard because those people can get reprimanded because they're actually going to have their metrics checked. Yeah. But... But when you, I've got the best policies ever, right? Like I, that was way more Schwarzenegger than it meant to be Trump. But anyways, I can't do voices. We've got it. I can do Russian real well. But, uh, but either way, you, you can have like, oh, we've done the best uh, out of all these times. We, are, we have the best numbers. We have this, that, the other thing. I'm going to get rid of first past the post. I remember hearing that do you remember hearing that? Yeah. Yes, I remember hearing that, considering we both lived in Western provinces. That's right. I remember hearing Trudeau fucking saying that, abandoned, abandoned within a few months and absolutely no punishment, uh. right? And there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you can do because what he was doing was political speech. It was posturing and it's not going to yeah. be regulated. So we, we have no power. We have all of the tools to have power, but it's like they're all corded and we don't have a plug to go into yeah so (laughs) it's like we have we have them all we have all of it we have electric saw we have the skill saw we've got we've got the drills and all of that but they've got got an outlet and they're standing there guarding it and you can't use them you cannot use them uh, effectively and 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 that's at every stage the law society is also an absolute joke it uh, and and that's often the funny thing is is the whistleblowers against the cops or lawyers the whistleblowers against the lawyers or cops the whistleblowers against politicians or lawyers the whistleblowers against lawyers or politicians it's but <laughs> because they're blowing the whistle on each other and they're all self regulated, they actually don't do anything about it. That's they true. just keep saying, Hey, this, in fact, this is the perfect use of the term uh, virtue signaling, right? Yeah. These guys are right. quite literally going, Oh my God, look at all the evil things they're doing. And like, don't pay attention to my closet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no and, kidding. and that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. It's this idea. Like if you were an ethical lawyer, then you would have done this. Well, you, they don't define ethics anywhere. They, they refuse to. So, there's there's no standards there's no actual accountability it's all a farce so when we talk about these mk ultras and we look at all of the 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 shit the cia does or or if we ever want to get into what rcmp does and and i've got some fucking dark ass stories with that one uh the then the the problem that you're always going to encounter is the the reason policing exists and has to be effective is to deter to to deter vigilantism but instead of making police effective what it's what the system has t- changed into is making the message that police are effective effective mm. and so they don't actually have mm. to care about the policing they have to care about the message that the policing is effective and that's and so they've sidestepped the actual ch- sy- uh, systemic change that's needed mm. and basically just marketed around the issue yeah and i don't know outside of creating uh, an independent like fourth party, I guess, in Canada. Fifth party. Because yeah. you got the greens that are still there. You got that block a sixth party. I don't know. But either way <laughs> Some sort of federal party that is actually representative of a non-extreme. I mean, the like Elizabeth May. She has some decent points, but a lot of the time she's quite idiotic with some of the stuff she says. But that that's across the board, right? the The, the current yeah. Conservative leader, yeah, <laughs> could, uh. couldn't have been scraped off of a, a, of more bottom of a barrel to, to find that <laughs> idiot. I mean, the only the only person worse in the country is the leader of the Bloc Québécois. What? Like, oh my god! But I mean, you can't <laughs> expect much from that, but like every single party you look to the figurehead is just an absolute moron.
0: Well, I think that's a uh, a lot of the reason um if if you look at really any commonwealth country and their leaderships uh it's usually the figurehead of the uh uh you know either the opposition or the uh, the, uh, the the head of the party is is a complete fool. uh yeah. because it's easier for yeah. them to come across as a complete fool yeah like look at boris johnson like very yeah. very highly intelligent guy very uh high, well uh pedigree education for sure yeah i'll put it that way like went to uh, some very famous uh university there's a picture of him with uh you know like the white collar on and the bow tie and everything else like definitely like upper level education yep. but uh whenever you see him looks like a complete oaf yeah. and he does it he does it on purpose he's fully admitted to it um that if if you're if you're a fool that doesn't look like they know what they're doing then you're just a fool but if you actively make a decision that's wrong then you're wrong yeah. right so it's easier to play the fool and get people to agree with you because oh well he's just he just doesn't know. Well, and that's Rather what than, Trump did, right? Yeah, and it's exactly. so it's easier
1: yeah, to and that worked really well for him. Well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it helped that the person he was against her like as much as you want to claim plausible deniability, her husband was oh, was God. directly responsible for the repealing of Glass-Steagall, which caused the 2008 collapse. The guy the guy who was was involved in so much sexual misconduct against women that to, to call it rampant would be an understatement and the 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 idea that this this was the woman who was going to represent it you sat idly by and watched your predator husband maliciously attack these women for fucking decades and then allow the media to smear I had them no further. idea
0: that it was more than one oh yeah. oh yeah if you go into the
1: early 90s so chris hitchens uh this is the so, whole oh. Okay, so so Chris Hitchens is the the single greatest journalist to ever exist, and you can you can argue against his anti religion points all you want, but his ability to get into journalism and I have target to piss. the course, go for it. I'm sorry. So we'll keep so, this going. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So this will be a little soapbox anyway. So Chris Hitchens is phenomenal at his journalism, and one of the things that he was famous for was it was he was so widely regarded as unbiased that he was inv- uh, invited to all four axes of evil countries so he had gone to uh all of the middle east north korea he'd been invited there so he he's very well regarded in terms of giving an eye- unbiased account and so those countries would invite him there and try and like pull the wool over his eyes so that he could see uh so he couldn't see what was happening he would always see through okay, it and yeah, then he yeah, would yeah. he would report on it right but um so in the early 90s i think he was writing for vanity fair at the time but he uh he was going through the, the Clintons because he, he was always a fervent hater of Bill Clinton. And I never really understood why, because my knowledge of Bill Clinton was this passive, weird, goofy sounding guy It was a little bit, you know kind of had like a odd sexual innuendo with his voice i don't know what it was he was kind of seductive (laughs) i don't know he just had this weird thing going for him but anyways uh yeah in the early uh, hitchens reported that in the early 90s there were i think it was four four to seven women i can't remember the number but it was it was it was more than a couple and less than 10 uh women were going to come out against bill clinton uh uh saying that there was going to be a tell-all they've been he's been using his power to sexually harass and sexually assault these women so the day before that report got comes out bill clinton is is made aware of the fact that this this is going to come out and what he does is he flies down to <laughs> georgia and he oversees the uh the the lethal injection of a lobotomized black inmate in order to take over the headlines for the next day so quite literally went to, yeah so in 1993 oh. bill clinton went and oversaw the the uh, more or less government murder of a a lobotomized black inmate for uh, in order to dominate the headlines to avoid having all of these women's claims dominate the the news cycle.
0: No kidding. Well, how yeah. many how many women were there? I mean, it was, I, I only really knew about um, Monica Lewinsky. Monica yeah. Lewinsky, and that
1: was that was really the powers that be that made sure of that. But it was okay. the so in the early nineties, it was I think like like I said, it was somewhere between four and seven. I don't remember the exact yeah. number, but it was. It was definitely more than a couple. Yeah. Right. And the, the, I, I my, my opinion is is if you have four, four people coming out, then there's probably another 35, 40 else out there. Well, look just at that movie come spotlight, right? right? Like oh, they said, yeah.
0: oh, there's this percentage will talk about it. This yep. percentage won't. And that, that's one of the most chilling moments of that whole movie when he has that, uh, that whistleblower on the phone. Yeah. And then they're talking about, okay, well, statistically, there's this many, there's this many priests. There's this many people, there's this many communities. So, yeah, you're going to have about 4,000 or some instances, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they they start investigating. And sure enough, the number's actually more. Yeah. Uh, But they were thinking it was going to be
1: like 60, and there was like 83 different priests that were involved in it on a regular basis. Crazy, crazy.
0: And, you know, whenever you look into, you know, sexual assault, stuff like that, you're absolutely right. You're only going to have a certain amount of the women actually step forward. Yeah. And this is what blew me away with uh, Kavanaugh and how he got. Yeah. away with it you know like uh you literally had a highly educated woman a very successful woman come on uh stage and literally say this man attacked me with his friend uh and just totally pushed aside but how but totally we can
1: bring it back to everything how do we properly in the eyes of the powers properly defend ourselves against bullies because brett kavanaugh was a bully Bill Clinton was a bully. Yeah. By by default, because of her position for two decades, Hillary Clinton was a bully, right? At the time, oh, yeah. Donald Trump wasn't seen as the bigger bully on stage. True. Hillary Clinton was, right? Yeah. And rightfully so. She had bullied Bernie Sanders out of commission by using CNN oh, yeah. and her fucking puppets there. So it, this was not... I'm not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I told my, my mom who I know listens to these and she'll, she'll admit to this (laughs) in 2015 when she was like, Oh, there's no way he's going to win. And I told her, I was like, I think there's a strong chance he wins because she is horrific. She is one of the worst people you could have ever put up there. Not, I don't care about the, and I'll rephrase. I her any illness or any of that aside her history connected to her husband made her the worst possible candidate that you could put forward Hmm. it was just not a good one to have there because there was no ethical higher ground that she could take she could not claim an ethical higher ground over a guy who says i grab women by the pussy you know how hard that is to go (laughs) to be so (laughs) such a shitty human that you can't claim ethical higher ground over them and they found her they found her yeah like that's that was really the, the surprising thing, was that they were like, this is the woman. If we, if we distract with the fact that she's got a vagina, we got 50% of the population. There we <laughs> go. Stupid. And it's just, I'm so glad, like, I hate that Trump got in, but I'm glad that most people saw through the shit. I just wish they saw through the shit three cycles earlier so Bernie was the candidate. Yeah. No kidding.
0: Yeah. That would, would have been yeah, an interesting election. Been, yeah. yeah. I still think Trump would have won just because bernie's well, too
1: left but bernie <clears> polled <throat> like at 15 points higher than trump in the direct head-to-head comparisons that same year and then again mm. bernie was was polling higher than biden this year against trump as well We also
0: have to look at where their polls are taken oh yeah 100 right? and uh, there's always
1: going to be flaws with the polls yeah, but i and think that, was, that like, was a
0: huge issue with that election year is the polls were so off yeah they thought clinton was going to win by landslide and then yeah just this red wave just it only took 4 states
1: well they basically didn't take account of people who are non voters right True. like in in past cycles but that's the the biggest weapon bernie has is you've got all millennials all millennials like if you go through let's like if you go through pew polling data so the, like the the justice democrats which is the platform that uh, that bernie signed on for it was started by this guy named Kyle Kalinski um with a guy named Cenk Uger from the Young Turks so Kyle yeah. Kalinski Secular Talk and and Chenk Uger with, with uh, the Young Turks yeah. and um and basically what they did was they went through pew polling data and created their platform based off of majority rule so if the majority of the U.S. people wanted something, they put that in their platform. So hmm. universal health care—it was over. I think it was it was in the high fifties, early sixties. So they were like, "Yeah, universal health care." Because they, they were like, "We have to get the majority if we just take the most popular opinion." And that's really what is when you look at the low voter turnout. I think that the lowest voter turnout is actually from the left, not the right. There's a lot of apathy on the left, and I think it's because the right still gets a whiff of what they want right in terms of the rhetoric not necessarily the substantive advances but they get the re- rhetorical well it's also wins. how
0: the how the u.s does their elections is totally fucked i mean it, they don't care if you have a majority vote for somebody yeah. if you have the certain states you get these delegates like it's completely different than how we elect in yeah. canada yeah. and i think the way we do it's a little better in my it, it, just just by looking at it yeah uh, but uh you know to tie it all back to bullying and uh ndas and just government overstepping you know we look at just mk ultra again and you say okay this happened you know and it it looks like it's bound to happen again yeah uh be it by government or big organization now just to kind of tie it up here i mean what what do you think would be some measures that the government might want to take so that big industry doesn't step in their place where they've done in the past and so just kind of use government and said, well, you've done this, we can do this, which is kind of what they're doing right now. I, yeah. mean,
1: I think the wording is problematic because I don't think government wants to do anything. Fair I enough. think I think that's the first first realization we have to come uh, to. And by the way, by the way, the the document I was talking about for advertising was the Canadian Advertising Standards Council. So that's if you if you Google that, you can look at their document. Uh, you can go to the PDF version, and it's at the top of the page. And then they have the def- definition of political speech and political advertising. But uh, but yeah, so I don't know that government has any incentive to because what we see is is those boards are gutted at all times, right? And even when like you can all whenever you want to look for a progressive policy, you can normally look to BC to see what they're doing. Not necessarily the government, but there's a lot of independent bodies there because for better or worse, there's a lot of people who have managed to gain a ridiculous amount of wealth just through real estate. And so they actually have a nest egg so they they can actually invest in things and start these pilot projects. So we have a lot of pilot projects like Safe Injection Sites and the BC Civil Liberties Society that operates in there that that is able to take a shot at the government and government policies directly, and they Mm -hmm. don't have to worry so much about the funding issues that they're coming into. So I think there's kind of unique ones, but if you look into um, like policing oversight in BC, so uh, one of the policies that they changed was they wanted to make sure that they had more civilians on the, on the board. Right. So what they do is they have an independent review panel that reviews police misconduct. And uh, one of the requirements was that um, for, to, to be a member on the panel, they have to have been uh well a they have to be qualified whatever that means and b they they had to have not been an active member of a uh, police agency for the last 5 years mm-hmm. right so just 5 years off they could not find anybody who was qualified that hadn't been a member of the police in the last 5 years so here's the here's the kicker and kind of how i want to tee off next episode if if possible is the only people who train on blood splatter recognition, proper investigative techniques, and how to navigate the the policing police law, as the police organizations, mm-hmm. you cannot get yeah. that through civilian organizations. You cannot get blood splatter training outside, uh, like in a college. Right? You mm. can go to college and get art training all you want, but you cannot get actual, cr- like credible investigatory pa- uh, training without going through. The police meat grinder to turn you into one of them first. So, BC was right in wanting that civilian board. You know what happened? They had to suspend it for two years because they couldn't get enough people. So now it's only former RCMP officers who have been because that's the only people they can get who are qualified. That's insane. That's it. So, you know, and even when government
0: wants to do good, they can't because the system is set up to fuck us. And I think just uh, the takeaway, I guess, is just. Out of all those people that took those NDAs, yep, do you, what would you have?
1: No, God no. But That's I'm. Exactly but, I, but I think that one of the things that a million we, dollars, I genuinely money does not motivate me. I I come from a weird a weird. But position but even where, if the
0: money motivates you, could these people have made more if they took these to court? Um. I mean, Fra- against probably. government,
1: probably not. <laughs> no, hey, no. The, 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 I think the problem is, is that government changes the rules when they're dealing with themselves.
0: Good point, right? Like, and so do police agencies. Oh, police! Oh <laughs>
1: man, like we can get into that. And we, I, I kind of gave you. So a, I, I a think, brief So I think I think the takeaway
0: from this is, you know, if if you're getting an a, a NDA presented to you, or you know, if you're getting bullied, to be aggressive and stand up. But also, we need to look into systems that self-regulate. Well, we need to know what our
1: rights are. People don't know what their rights are in certain instances. So, I think next week I'll I'll do a little soapbox rant and I'll give kind of a rundown of what your charter rights are when you're I would really like to hear that when you are encountering an officer, plain clothes or otherwise, whether you're driving or whatnot, what the best route is because. One of the things that I've done, because now I'm, I'm a sales manager in a retail operation, most of the people who work for me are under the age of 25. Mm-hmm. So they have no clue what their rights are, and they're uh, an easy target for a lot of officers. So I actually spend a lot of time... Even though, even though I should be training more towards sales, on te- explaining what their rights are, they all have my phone number. If they ever get pulled over, they know that they can call me. Um, I've given them the name of uh, the best lawyer in town. If you're in Edmonton, it's Tom Engel. He is by far the best. If you ever have any complaints against a cop, you go you go right to Tom Engel. But uh, but yeah, I think that whether it's the CIA coming into Canada or or I think even going back a few years and knowing that Canada was allowing doctors to study on on. Canadian patients using intensive electroshock therapy that was never approved by any board. I mean, at the end of the day, two two things that you can take away from this: one, the government wasn't d- does not actually have any intrinsic does not see intrinsic value in its people, mm-hmm. right? I think that's one of the uh, one of the main things. And two, the government as it's currently set up is not representative of the people. Yeah. So if they don't value you and they aren't one of you, you are now you know less than dirt to them mm-hmm. and i think that that is exactly how most of us feel
0: and you know with this whole pandemic and everything going on it's it's just it's great to have you know these conversations yeah you know because these things happened well before this pandemic occurred yeah but you know i think this uh this pandemic's given us a lot of time to really just just have time yeah you know? well um, and to look and, into your life and, and that's and... exactly it i mean i think the best points in human history are when humans sit down and reflect over what works and what doesn't. And you can't you do know? that while you're on the hamster wheel. Well, that's exactly it. And I think this pandemic's allowed a lot of people to kind of take a step off that hamster wheel and really look at society and, you know, the nitty gritty of it. And yeah, you could argue that this MKUltra thing happened in the past, but there's a plethora of things that the CIA have been up to. Yeah, there's a plethora of things that CSIS has been up to. Yeah, there's tons of things you can look into there, and it's in my in my onus and my belief we got to hold these things accountable. I mean, like you said, when uh, you're paying tax, I'd like to see a breakdown as to where that money went. Yeah, that's you know? the, that's and, the most important thing to me. Like I said, exactly. if the if the
1: system has to be complex in order to be fair, then I would accept complexity under the 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 idea or ideal that we know where things are going yeah simplify one aspect of it but right now it's it's complex to benefit the the large corporations and the super wealthy mm-hmm. and there's no knowledge of how any of that money is dispersed
0: that's right right and you know like like we're talking this is you're essentially being bullied by these yeah you know and well, when
1: you talked you when we first started our first chat and we were talking about taxes one of the first lines you said oh it was, or theft, as I call it. And I think that that's funny because I think most lefts would have a tight butthole when they hear that, right? Yeah. And I understand, like we, you and I have talked enough that I know where you're coming from when you're saying it. I also know you're being a little tongue-in-cheek, right? Yeah, so, yeah so, so, But at the same time, when we are not told what everything is going for and what we're given is this idea of just look around. Of course you're it's going to things you like. I don't see that as any better than religion's uh, way of... of providing evidence for their claims right of course god exists just look around yeah right it should, it should, of, of course your taxes are going to your benefits look, just look it's around it's like,
0: it's like someone <laughs> made that you fucking idiot look don't it's... don't point
1: out specifics <laughs> like how, how how children die by the hundreds of thousands yeah, uh, yeah. every year no 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 no. we don't want to know about that don't but, worry about it. I, think, I think you and i both agree that
0: we yeah. don't want our our uh, political organizations operating like a church no yeah i don't think anybody wants uh you know there, there are people that want that yeah. Uh, but I think uh, within this conversation why we have so much middle ground is, you know, even though I might be more physically right than you, we can always look at the, you know, just logic Yeah, above all really. Uh, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, you kind of look at it and say, well, NDAs are bad.
1: Well, look, well, like, let's take an example <laughs> of this too, right? Like, so in, in legal conversations, yeah. I have an information disadvantage with you. Right. So. Let's say I was playing the the role of the government. Sure, the ability to, for me to lay gotcha moments down for you guys would be very <laughs> yeah. easy, right? Yeah. And I don't see any value in that. In fact, to me, I can get like I feel like we've bridged more gaps because I would rather explain how it went, and then you can fact check me by all means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do your research. I've I probably think we got some names and dates wrong way. and stuff like that. Yeah. But also when we. When we're said talking about oh what's the next subject we want to talk about we send each other links of what's we're re- what we're reading what we're yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at could you imagine if information was shared at that level like the way that the government does to go hey don't you want to be on equal footing we want to have an actual meaningful conversation right yeah. and so yeah this is two white guys in a basement talking you know politics and taking taking bong tokes but at the same time we we can actually empathize both directly and in- indirectly with you know first nations people who are never truly consulted with because it's just a fucking token hand wave and we all know that with with women who are never consulted about what's going to happen to their bodies right like the the unique and unifying part of these conversations is really the fact that we all are very we as people we are so obviously not reflected in society yeah that's the the what society would paint us as even even if they knew our political bend would be nowhere near what we actually are true. And that's fucked because society is supposed to be just a collection of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like anybody listening would not paint us with that brush, but whatever we're doing, when we say quote unquote society, the the public at large, the media, the government, the way that we're portrayed, people are portrayed in media, not just minorities. And I think that's where a lot of white people are upset yeah. because it is, I think it's more, it's more equal than people want to admit it is disproportionately bad to minorities, but it is misrepresenting everybody at almost all, at all turns, I think. Yeah. And I th- I think that's kind of where we let off today. Like again, whether it's foreign bodies or, or national ones, the the very strong likelihood is that they are not out for your best interest. Despite, that being their mandate, so we need to change that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's really nowhere to start there, yeah. uh, but uh, it's just stay informed.
1: Yeah, that's well, the big
0: thing. I mean, when when government missteps and you're allowed that information, read it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, understand it. You know, tell people about it because it might not be you that goes gets into government and takes the ten years to change the laws, but if this information gets to enough people you know, the influence can push it that way. Well, and that's exactly you know? it.
1: Like, I don't think... This though, is the reality is, NBAs. is the only way... That, the only reason I know more about our rights than you do is because I had $60,000 and the grades to get into law school. Yeah. Right? That's it. The, yeah. And talk about a fucking gate that most people can't can't breach yeah right and that's really the problem and i think that that information would empower a lot of people because uh, it's kept uh, from- yeah
0: absolutely I, i'd love to get into uh our law our, our legal rights and everything uh next conversation i'd also like to touch on um the rcmp because you said you had a yeah. lot of great information about that yeah
1: there's some dark and twisty ones in there yeah so, rcmp know, and oversight and- i think to
0: put a bow on this uh you know it's it's more just about staying informed yeah. Understanding when those one-party systems have the authority to police themselves, yeah. question that.
1: And part of being informed too is knowing the source of the information. Absolutely, and I think that's also quite key, right? It is the winner of every war is the is the one who who tells its tale. No. And you have to be wary of the information you get when it's coming from oh, someone who has... And, you know,
0: if it. we title this podcast "MK Ultra," people are going to think it's a conspiracy video. But it's actually all true. Yeah. You know, everything we've talked about happened. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people push these things when government misacts to that conspiracy level, yeah. Well, because I mean, they can't believe it.
1: Well, I mean, hell, even residential schools were considered largely conspiratorial for a long time yeah. in terms of them being bad, right? Because we termed them residential schools rather than internment camps for First Nations. Absolutely, right.
0: And uh, it's 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 just that keeping informed. Uh, and like we, we say this pretty much at the end of every video uh, or podcast, I should say. You know, uh, I, I really do enjoy that we can have these discussions and, uh, you know, be civil about it. Uh, but it's not just that. It, it goes to the level of, you know, I, I understand certain things about what happened in history and just how the legality of it all ties it uh, all yeah. together. You know, like um, when we were talking about this uh, over Messenger and, you know, I just kind of put this video up about MK Ultra, and then you, you brought up NDAs. I hadn't even made that connection. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, the, the the ability for these corporations, these companies, these governments to get away with things like that are the NDA and I'm really happy we discussed that. And, um, and
1: that's just that, yeah. that information that's kept out of the public light. So yeah, tune in next week. And, uh, especially if you're BC, especially if you're Okanagan, I'll have some, uh, very interesting nuggets. I haven't hundred percent decided if I'm naming names for officers in their <laughs> cases, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see whether or not I go into that dark corner and, uh, yeah, how much risk I'm willing to take next week.
0: Well, oh, absolutely. Uh, I look forward to it. All right, guys. Guys, guys. Have a good <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, see, thanks for tuning in.